This is the Hog Kong Football Okay, here we go with episode 60 of Hong Kong's premier weekly English language local football podcast coming to you from Kowloon, Hong Kong in a week in which Kitchi's team clicks, scoring six as Rangers crave a defensive fix. Taipo, full of Christmas favours, scoring two own goals for their near neighbours with Chan Hyo Fung, the green super sub saviour. Elsewhere, Pegasus take flight while the Dreams goalie has a nightmare. My name, as always, is James Legg, and I'm joined, as is so often the case, by Tobias Zusa. Toby, how's it going? Great. Very excited. I found a new Instagram account this weekend. Which Instagram account was that? I don't know. A Hong Kong football podcast, something like that. The Hong Kong football podcast has an Instagram account. It seems so, yeah. Wow. Our, our social media team must have been very busy with that. Yeah, I haven't talked to them for a while, but... Yeah, because we're just the presenters. We don't have to deal with that, you know I mean? The entire back office. You could hear the noise in the background. This is just all the people busy. Yeah, supercomputers working in the background. Our producers adjusting the levels and things like that. It's a big team here at Hong Kong Football Podcast Towers. But yeah, we do have an Instagram account. I'm informed. And you should follow it. Do you follow it, Toby? I follow it. I follow it as well. Listeners, I urge you to look us up on Instagram, Hong Kong Football Podcast. You know how to spell it. And that's our name. Follow it. You'll get the latest updates on what's going on here and a few pictures and emojis emojis and so on from the games and stuff like that yeah (laughs) it's good have a look if you think it's rubbish don't follow us but we we actually think it's quite good so yeah take a look uh what else has been going on there's been some football this week i went to watch pegasus beat dreams 3-1 at the hong kong stadium on saturday 5 30 kickoff that one it was not a good day for the very young dreams goalkeeper zegar wing only 18 years of age of course but he was i'm sorry to say a fault for two of the pegasus goals pegasus with most of the ball uh, to start with but dreams were a threat on the counter-attack as tends to be the case with those guys pegasus were without the injured center-back rosenkolev so they Starting centre-backs were Leung Nok Hang and Cheung Chi Young. Yun Chun Ho was behind them in goal, given his place, while Leung Hing Kit remained dropped to the bench. And it was Cheung who scored the first goal in this match, heading in a very nice corner from Fong Pak Lun. But it was a free header for Cheung and dream centre-back Chan Wai Ho. Hong Kong football legend. He is a Hong Kong football legend, but he probably could have done better with this one. That was five minutes before the break, and just after it, Dreams thought they should have had a penalty when Nacho Martinez was brought down in the Pegasus box. Joaquin Garcia protested a little too spiritedly and was booked for that. And they had a good chance to score on the break just before halftime, but it came to an end and their midfielder Lone Kwok Wai went through the back of the defending Zhao Emir, and he got booked too. Dreams had attacks of their own, but they were much more conservative and didn't last too long. They were basically attacking through Cheng Chin Lung, Martinez and Garcia. Though there was support from the flying fullbacks, Lam Hin Ting and Lord Ji Chun, who both did a good job and that's not bad considering their combined age of only 38. Dreams also used Jose Galan and Leung Kwok Wai to screen that back three. In the second half, Pegasus made it 2-0, Chan Siu Kei, another Hong Kong football legend, also a Hong Kong football legend, lobbing in a fairly speculative diagonal ball from deep on the left to the back post where Travis Major was standing. Dreamskeeper Zegar Wing comes for it, but just doesn't get there and the ball goes past him 
leaving Major to head into an empty net for 2-0. Dreams were competitive though, and they made the game competitive with 10 minutes left through another goal headed straight in off a corner. 19-year-old Cheng Chin Lung whipping in the set piece and Pablo Gallardo heading in. Then as the minutes ticked down, I found myself looking at Chan Siu in his own half and the ball had broken for Pegasus. And I was thinking, yeah, he's he's not as quick as he used to be. Probably just going to give this attack a miss, get his breath back. And then he just, as if hearing my skepticism, he absolutely canes it upfield at a rate of knots. His gold boots flashing in the floodlight glare as he goes. And after his 50 meter sprint, he picks up the ball carries it to the byline to the left of the goal and scoops across into the area. It's beautifully placed for on-rushing strikers, but to be honest, Ser in goal really should, again, be doing better. He doesn't reach it, but Major does to head in his second, Pegasus's third, to seal the game. It was also the second goal from the Chan-Major combination, and it was Major's sixth goal of the league campaign, putting him joint top in the scoring charts with Sandro, and that's from just four starts and four appearances off the bench. He has already equaled his tally from last season. And while he only signed halfway through last season, he's still got 12 starts. So his rate has definitely improved. I feel as though Major has been one of the main beneficiaries of this upturn in results for Pegasus. It feels as though he gets a lot more chances because the likes of Chan, Mahama Awal, Zhao Emiya, Eugene Mboma are all working better together. And Major is essentially the only option they have to pass to. Yeah, but he really makes use of all the deliveries. Yeah, and he, I mean, it's often like one touch. He just kind of finds himself in, in the right place at the right time. That kind of fox in the box attitude. And credit to him, he's, he's taking the chances. Good for him. Pegasus is still second top. This isn't a surprising result. You know, we thought that they were going to do better than Dreams, who have had a very creditable season, but still maybe not up there with Pegasus, who are now, you know, easily the second best team in Hong Kong at the moment. But then what do you think in terms of the goalkeeper? I mean, how competitive are Dreams if you would just let that aside and look at the quality on the pitch? Because Dreams have been so far the surprise package mm. and have played decent games, are still in mid-table with a very, very low budget. So if it just comes down to these goalkeeper mistakes, like how competitive they were against Pegasus, what's your impression? I think it's true that they were competitive. Uh, it was a little different. Of course, they were happy to let Pegasus have the ball and to... You know, when they attacked, they were only doing it with about three players, actually. You know, Nacho Martinez, Joaquin Garcia, and Chen Chen Long. And I think, yeah, you're, you're right. If you take away the two goals for which the goalie probably should have done better, then you've got a one or draw. But on the whole, they didn't create enough chances compared to Pegasus for it to be considered, oh, it's just unfortunate that the goalie made a couple of howlers. They were still the lesser team. They were certainly making less of the ball than Pegasus did. But it was still a very... You know, if you'd have at the start of the season, if you'd said, oh, they're going to go to Pegasus at this time in the season, I would have said, oh, well, that'll be an easy game for Pegasus. And it's not anymore. And I think teams know to watch out for, for dreams. Even, you know, even the funny thing is the Kitchi beat them. What was it, 7-0, 6-0? I think if that, that game was to happen now, it, even that would be a slightly different story. Dreams have got their act together since then. Anyway, you went to a game this weekend. Yeah, another great game. Yeah, back at the Taipo Sports Ground for Taipo versus Yun Long, the New Territories derby in 2.30 on Sunday. A 2-2 draw, both of Yun Long's goals coming from Taipo own goals. Allegedly Taipo <laughs> own goals. We'll, we'll get to that in a moment. It looked like a much more even match than it should have been, given these teams' respective starts to the season. 
Yeah, certainly. If you just think back two weeks ago in the Suppling Cup, it was a very, very easy game for Taipo. And it was a different game. And we will come to all these reasons, I think, in a few minutes. Taipo, of course, were without Tanjun Lok because of the suspension he picked up in that game that you were just talking about. Yun Long, on the other hand, were celebrating the return of a key man in the shape of Fabio Lopez, centre-back making his first start after injury. How did Fabio Lopez, what kind of impact did he have on the Yunlong setup? A huge impact. I mean, Yunlong really looked like a different team with Fabio Lopez back. He really has the entire control of the defense and they look much more organized. Usually Fabio Lopez is someone who also um, does a lot in the midfield. He tried to really push the team forward, leading into attacks. So a very, very crucial return. And this basically led, I think, to the surprise that Yunlong looked very, very differently. Taipo started with Yunchun Singh up front. How did he look? Not that great, to be honest. I think you can tell that he maybe lacks a little bit of the confidence, especially when it comes to positioning, meaning that he often really didn't know where he was supposed to be. And he looked a bit lost up front. And maybe it just had to do that there was less going on in the midfield because Tanjin Lok was missing. And interestingly, Wang Wai and Yun Chun Sing, they kept switching the position with Wang Wai going in front and Yun Chun Sing dropping back. But then you really had a big hole in the midfield because Yun couldn't deliver the same kind of passes that Wong would in the midfield and so it, it was quite a mess in the first half. Now the first goal has been credited as an own goal by Taipo defender Leung Kun Chung but I'm not convinced it looks very much like this was headed in by the brilliantly named Everton Camargo. Camargo hasn't been great so far for Yun Long but I'm sure he I'm sure he headed this one in and it actually stemmed from some bad goalkeeping from Taipo goalkeeper Zhang Man Fai. A Yun Long corner comes in off the left wing and Tang jumps unopposed by any Yun Long player. He tries to punch it away, but his fists just send the ball straight up into the air. And when it lands, Camargo heads it in, or Leung heads it into his own net, depending on who you believe. You're the one who was shouting for Tang Man Fai being the number one goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, like total egg on my face. I was constantly saying that uh, the you know Lee Chi Kin should be playing Tang in goal instead of Taipo's long-serving keeper, Lee Hon Ho. And then Tang goes and does that. Not a good way to stake your claim for the former South China man. But just, uh, I mean, to, to be fair to you, Tsang made some amazing saves this game as well. So I think he evened it out. Well, that's good to know. And in fact, I think that was always my argument about Tsang when he was at South China, was that he can do the impressive stuff. And then he bottles it on the on the basics. And that's what he's done here. And that's that's a shame. But anyway, uh, just to clear up that controversy, I'm going to give that goal to Camargo because he needs a break. He hasn't actually scored yet this season in the league. And that was his eighth start. So for a man who got into double figures last season, that's not great. In the second half, Taipo's Chak Ting Fung broke down the left. And when he centered the ball to the Yulong box, who pops up but Igor Sartori, the Brazilian caressing the ball into the net to equalize. That's Sartori's seventh goal this season in all competitions, fourth in the league. Continues his great start to life in Hong Kong. But Yun Long went ahead again with the still brilliantly named Everton Camargo, making one of those bursting runs down the right. The fans of BC Glory Sky saw a lot of from him last season. Yeah, there are one or two people, uh, how many fans they have. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even sure if there is such a thing as a fan of BC Glory Sky. But the people who watched BC Glory Sky uh, will have seen that last season. Everton charged past Taipo centre-back Andy Russell. And as he squared the ball for onrushing teammates, Chak Ting Fong, who had done so well for Taipo's goal, cancelled out his own efforts by turning the ball into his own Net. It looked like Taipo had a lot of pressure after that second new long goal. Yeah, certainly. Uh, for a moment, it didn't look like Taipo could come back again. I think the moment when Taipo conceded this goal was 
when Taipo actually started to really put pressure on Yunlong and he had a lot of great chances, also scoring the goal. Then it basically happened after a counterattack. Taipo was, I think, having a free kick or a corner kick and then Yunlong responded very, very quickly. And this is how it ended up. But Taipo at that time was the better team, but it wasn't sure if they could again equalize in the last moment. Yeah, and while Taipo were getting a lot of balls into the box. One cross by Chak was not adequately dealt with and Chan Hyo Fung, the 23-year-old Taipo player, just on from the bench, replacing Yun Chun Singh, picked it up on the edge of the D. Chan chested the ball down and let rip with a nice shot into the Yun Long net to restore parity once again. They were 10 minutes left at that point. Could Taipo have won it? I think they could have, but to be honest, in the end, I think the draw was a fair result to both teams. Yun Long looked very good in the first half were the better team there. Typo was the better team in the second half. And so I think even though it's painful to say, but the sharing the points was a fair end to this. Not an ideal return to uh, the spiritual home of Taipo, but not a disaster either. It brings to an end a run of four straight losses for Yun Long. They're still second bottom on only seven points after the weekend. So still a lot of work to do. And presumably most opponents won't score their goals for them. Typo still third, but both Dreams and Eastern could take that place if they win their games in hand. Well, well, technically not because that game in hand is actually against each other on the 28th of December. So one of them could go into third if they win that match. Ideally, they draw and share the points and stay behind. Ideally for Taipo, yes. Uh, Kichi won 6-0 in one of the less surprising results of the weekend. That was against Rangers at Chamtrae Post Sports Ground on Sunday. Kichi gave starts to both of the Kims. So Kim Bongjin and Kim Dongjin started alongside Nando in a back three. Lo Kuan Yi, Kichi's club captain and all-round well-liked legend, got only his second league start of the season in the right wing-back role. Sandro and Alex Akande were up front in the continued absence of Lucas Silva. Rangers started recent acquisition Walter Vaz up front, but they were without Igor Mijovic, who I assume was injured. So former HKFC centre-back Zoltan Gechi got his first league start for Rangers. Last time Gechi played Kichi, it ended 10-0. So I suppose this brought back bad memories for him. And it really was a bit of a rout, wasn't it? Uh, it started with Lo Kuan Yi, of all people, as if to proved the point that he should be getting more games for Kichi. Akande scored, Sandro scored the penalty, Christian Vardoc knocked in a loose ball off a corner. Paulinho and Chris Anand, Hong Kong football legend, both came on. Then Anand scored with a tidy finish and in extra time, Matt Lam, who had also come off the bench, completed the route. Six goals, three in each half, six different scorers. Kichi still top and unbeaten. Rangers still bottom with four points. In fact, in this one match, Kichi scored more goals than Rangers have scored in their seven so far this season. And that's about as much interesting stuff as there is to talk about in this game. Kichi's kit was very nice. The pink number with the dark blue socks. It's the dark blue socks that make it, in my opinion. Oh, really? Yeah, they kind of offset the garishness of the shirt and shorts combination. Are you getting it? I'm not sure I can pull that off. I don't know if I, you know... It's the kind of thing that looks good if you're a football player, but maybe doesn't look so good down the down the pub, <laughs> yeah. down the future lounge. <laughs> um, if you if you want my opinion, anyway. Do you have anything to add on this game, Toby? Well, not really. I mean, I mean, Rangers didn't really look that it changed anything with the replacement of Leon Antomich. Oh yeah, I forgot about all that drama that was going on. Right. So Sherai and Basagai was taking over as a caretaker, but I think the only difference that we have seen before is that Valtava started and anything else seemed 
very much the same as before. And I do believe Rangers are in serious troubles for a potential relegation. Of course, relegation never means that you really get relegated. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a wooden spoon. You right. get awarded at the end of the year. Yeah. Well, they should do that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, there's got to be some. <laughs> like four fit for coming bottom. Yeah, they're, they're definitely nailed on to, to finish bottom at the moment, especially with the Lee Man result, which we'll, we'll get to in a moment. But before that, Easton beat RNF 2-1 at the Yanziang Stadium in Park. <laughs> at the Yanziang Car Park in Guangzhou on Saturday. Easton went 1-0 down to a goal from their former star striker, Giovanni De Silva. But an Itapurica own goal on the half hour made it level. And the, the problem with this, Toby, the problem with this, listeners, is that we haven't actually seen any of the goals yet because... They... I've seen the Swedish high goal, though. Oh, okay. Well, you can yeah. tell me all about that because it's it's a mainland news organization that produces them and we just haven't been able to chat them down. Right, but yet. I've also heard that the Ita Pariga own goal was very, very beautiful. In the Festus Bays category? Of... I don't think that it was Festus Bays because it's an own category in itself. <laughs> you have like an amazing own goal and then you have the Festus Bays own goal. Probably came coming close to that, but yeah, I, I'm still looking for it. Yeah, I look forward to seeing it. Do you know where you might see it is if you follow Hong Kong Football Podcast on Instagram and we repost it later. Just a thought, listeners. Keep oh, an wow. eye out. Yeah. yeah. So that own goal made it one all in the first half. Then in Jude Shui with his first league goal of the season got the winner with 12 minutes left on the clock. Can you tell me about that goal? Well, it was a classic counter-attack starting from a corner kick of R&F and then it was just like Five touches, 15 seconds later, and nothing exciting, but just a very good counter-attack goal. Oh, that's disappointing, because when I see you to try on the team sheets, I automatically assume it was like a 35-yard free kick. Yeah, used to be, right? A few yeah. years back, it was always a free kick. Yeah. Ah, well, I'll take it. Big away win for Easton. And after we talked about Fortress Yanzi Gang after RNF's two wins there, they've now lost two in a row at home, both from winning positions as well. They took the lead against Kichi, they lost 2-1. Ah, oh, no, they lost several one. Was it 3-1, 4-1? Uh, and Easton have now just beaten them from a goal behind at Yanzi Gang. So a bit of recent disappointment for RNF. We still haven't got to probably the shock result of the weekend. Lee Mann beating Sudden 3-1 in Chung Kwan on Sunday. OMG. <laughs> Chung Kwan OMG. It looked like it was going well for Sudden when they went 1-0 up. Lao Hock Ming heading in a Chan Man Fai corner only five minutes into the game but Lee Man will be 3-1 up within half an hour the young right midfielder Selong Hin proving instrumental with balls into the box on 13 minutes Stefan Pereira met a say cross to head in and equalize and only six minutes after that a say throw in was not adequately dealt with by Southern and Pereira scored again pouncing on a loose ball Dennis Lima got in on the act after more sketchy Southern defending to make it 3-1 Southern did have their chances after that, but 3-1 it ended. Big win for Lee Mann, up to the heady heights of their bottom in the league. Bad loss for Southern, who really ought to be doing better against what is a much weaker team. In their defence, Southern were without the injured Carles Martinez, and they were missing Marcos de la Spada, who was suspended having picked up five yellow cards, and Michael Luck, who was still suspended having been sent off whilst on the bench against Easton. And this is something, you know, it's obvious, you know, we've been talking for a while about Southern's spirited style of play. The fact that they, you know, pick up a lot of yellows, a lot of reds. You know, they've ended at least two games this season with nine men. And they're paying the price now because that's, you know, Michael Luck is a key player. 
although he doesn't know where he starts actually. And Marcus de la Spada is their key striker. And they were missing both of those players. And it's early in the season <laughs> to be accumulating so many suspensions all at once. And it looks like that way of playing is kind of catching up with them now. Yeah, certainly. And I'm not really seeing how they could turn it around anytime soon. Because it's a manager. I mean, now at the moment they're dealing with some injuries as well. So I'm not even sure if it's likely that some of these players get replaced anytime soon. And other than this, I'm not even sure if it's a if it's a player problem in the first place. You think there's a there's a problem with Coach Ricky Chang's approach this season? No, in the last in the last two seasons in in the Premier League for Southern, they've been known as a defensive unit. Uh, you know, especially in their first season. But you know, even last season they were joint tightest joint second tightest defense in the league after Kichi and. You know, that's not the case anymore. They've, you know, they conceded more goals. They just conceded three against Lee Man. Is that tightness come to an end now? I think it also comes down to the absence of some of the key players in previous years. Uh, Beto Fronza had his knee injury and was like seven months out. I just had his comeback actually in that game. I think he was substituted in. And he was another key player in the defense. And I think what's interesting in this season is that we see this for a lot of teams that some of the key players, when they are missing, then you just see... How significant, how important they are for some teams more than for other teams. Yeah, especially I mean, you long spring to mind with the losses of Tichao and Fabio Lopez. Even for Taipo, seeing this game without Tanch and Lock, they looked very, very different, just in terms of their strength in the midfield. And this player that does these tackles, the necessary tackles in the midfield, and it was just totally missing. And so Yulong had much more space than they would have had, I believe, if Tan was there. He was there, he was in the stadium watching yeah. the game. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> it's and I, and that kind of overall point is is a serious one isn't it and it's about hong kong football and about the fact that squads are lopsided to the extent that you generally have a smaller group of players who are essential and then you have other players around them and that you know that's to do with budget that's to do with the quality of uh you know youth development in hong kong is to do lots of things but it is noticeable and yeah well anyway it's three losses in the row now in the premier league for southern so not great and i saw ricky cheng is now presenting some football shows he was he's presenting the premier league coverage for now tv in oh. i think in place of chan yun ting really yeah so maybe maybe he's been distracted by his media commitments which probably pays more money than being a coach in the premier league i'm not sure about that <laughs> <laughs> looking at my hong kong football podcast salary <laughs> <laughs> okay so we've got still lots to talk about we've got afc cup stuff we've got fa cup stuff and got a lot of matches coming down the line next week so Stick with us. That's all coming up after the break. The Hong Kong Football Podcast comes out every Wednesday. You can make sure you never miss our latest show by subscribing on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Okay, so Toby, I believe the FA Cup is back. Yeah, kind of, you would say. Kind of. How so? Well, as we know, th- there is no real FA Cup in like a real FA Cup spirit in Hong Kong because the FA Cup that we know about and the one that Kichi won is just an FA Cup played between the Hong Kong Premier League team. So 10 clubs are fighting for another trophy. And in recent years, what happened is that the lower division teams are not involved anymore in this FA Cup, but they themselves play its own FA Cup, which is called FA Cup Junior Division. Sounds okay. like a youth tournament, but... <laughs> It is a real thing, and it's it's really like a bottom-up 
approach, meaning the third division teams will start and then playing against second division teams, they're playing against first division teams. And this all happens, interestingly, within the time frame of just five to six weeks. So it's really a very tight tournament. It starts next weekend. And yeah, every team is involved. Basically another, how many districts have Hong Kong? 18? Yeah. So 15 district teams are involved as well. So yeah, it's 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 a good thing. And also, not forget, the only chance for South China probably this season to pick up a trophy. Yeah, that would be interesting to see if they their weakened squad can uh, bring some glory back to Caroline Hill. So just as an example of what exciting fixtures are waiting for you. For example, on Sunday, Ornament versus Islands. Ornament. Ornament, yeah. It's an interesting name. I think this is like an association for goldsmiths or something like this uh-huh. in Hong Kong. Against Island District, right? So representing Zhengzhou and Lama Island and oh, all this. Just a bunch of hippies. Yeah, with dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Or you have the JFC Saikung friends against KMB. <laughs> I mean, what's so exciting about it is that the second round of this tournament will be played on Christmas Eve. Wow, nice. So if you fancy some football on Christmas Eve before I go to church, you can watch South China in the Guangfuk Park football pitch in Taipo. <laughs> like capacity for around 20 people. So be there early. And who are they playing? Not sure yet, depending on the first round. Okay, well, a chance to go and see some grassroots football in Hong Kong. Get away from the, the bright lights and the big names of the Hong Kong Premier League. So speaking of bright lights and big names and indeed cup competitions, the Asia Champions League draw has been made. So we know what group Kichi will be in when things kick off in February. And they've been drawn in Group E along with Jumbuk Hyundai Motors of South Korea. You still remember them? No, I don't. Should I? Yeah, you should. Why? <laughs> they were the 2016 ACL winners. Ah, okay. And then for the 2017 edition, they were kicked out because of some corruption case, but now they're back. And they're back after one year. Yeah. Very fast. <laughs> yeah. Anyone would think that international sporting organizations were corrupt to the core. Yeah. Who would have thought that? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, but so they are they are the top seed in this group and are they good? Yeah, supposedly very good. So watch out. So in Group E, you have Jumbo Hyundai, you have Kichi, and then in the third place and fourth place are actually still to be decided. Third place will, I think, either be a Chinese team or a Japanese team? Either a Japanese team or a Japanese team, most likely. Ah, okay. And who, who could it be? Kashiva Reisol or Cereso Osaka. And the only reason why this is still pending is because we're still waiting for the final of the Emperor's Cup in Japan which will decide this last spot eventually. And the fourth spot will be either most likely Australian or Chinese. I knew there was some Chinese in there. And the two teams with the biggest chances are Brisbane Roar from the A-League and Tianjin Chuanjian from the Chinese Super League, the former team of Kilama. And who do you think it will be? Brisbane or Tianjin? Theoretically, <laughs> it should be Tianjin Chuanjian who has the strongest team. But Brisbane, they upset Shanghai Shenhua last year. Yeah, I remember that game. It was a great game. In the playoffs. So you never know. But I, if, if I would have to make a call, I would say Tianjin will be the opponent. And this is important because it will be the first away game for Kichi. So they will either play in Tianjin. Very close. Or in Brisbane. Very far. Right. <laughs> and of course, there's a lot more narrative and interest if there is a, a mainland team in Kichi's group, just like we had Guangzhou Evergrande in Eastern's group last year. Yeah, we will talk in depth about the opponents once they are confirmed. Yeah, that's a good point. So, and actually speaking of Eastern, their route, their possible route to the Asia Champions League has been announced. They are going to play the Vietnamese side, Tan Hoa. Apologies for my pronunciation. And that will be at home in one preliminary round. And if they can win that, and it's a one-legged game, 
then they will go away to Suwon Samsung Blue Wings of South Korea. That's the same team who beat Eastern twice in the group stage of the Champions League last year. So that would be an almost impossible task for Eastern. Yeah, very, very difficult. I'm even wondering if they would finish the first hurdle against the Vietnamese team. Even if they make it, even if they, you know, if, if some wonder Christmas, uh, not, it's not Christmas, it's like a Lunar New Year wonder is happening. Uh, you know which group they would landing in eventually in the ACL? No, what would happen? They would be in a group with Sydney FC, Shanghai Shenhua and Kashima Endless. Ah, it's unbelievably tough. That's actually harder than the group last time. I think so. So, not a good run for... If anything, it's probably best if they just lose <laughs> against, <laughs> against these Vietnamese Yeah, that's the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. Fingers crossed for Eastern. Yeah, well, you know, the form's improved in the league, but, I mean, it could only get better from, from what it was after four or five games. And, yeah, give it a go. We'll see. It'll be a very exciting game. We'll all be there for the, the game against the Vietnamese side and... and Kind of see what happens. Okay, well, that's all to look forward to in January. So that Eastern game, put it in the diary. That's January 23rd, 2018 at the Hong Kong Stadium in the preliminary round of this tournament. But the whole thing, the whole, you don't have to worry about it for now. It's coming next year. And don't worry, as Toby mentioned, we're going to have lots of previews and all of the information you need about these opponents, especially the ones in Kichi's group. But Toby, I believe there is another equally prestigious tournament coming down the line, and there's been a small announcement about that. Yeah, the same procedure as every year. <laughs> we will have uh, around New Year the Guangdong Hong Kong Cup. Ooh. I think maybe it's like the 40th or something edition. So both the Guangdong FA and um, Hong Kong FA will have a representative team, which is usually not an A team in Hong Kong, right? It's usually a, a B team or younger players and the dates have been fixed so it will be again a two-legged tournament with the home game in hong kong on january 4th and the away game in guangzhou on january 7th and also just this week the preliminary squad has been announced with 28 players and some familiar names in there and one in particular was very surprising and that's tommy chakyu kwok hey <laughs> he is wearing again the hong kong national team jersey isn't that amazing yeah no quack, no party. Exactly. Other than this, you know, very, very familiar faces, of course. We have, for example, Che Ka Wing in goal. Leung Nok Hang, Leung Kun Chung, uh, the two Leung brothers. Isn't it an under-23 team? No, it's not. It's a, it's a B team. Oh, it's just a B team. Okay, right. so Leung Kun Chung can get in there. And then we have players like Yun Chun Sing is there uh, from Taipo. And many, many more. And this is still a preliminary squad, so we won't get too much into detail. And um, once it comes down to the, to the last uh, 23 or 18 or whatever they do, then we will talk about it more in-depth but this is always like a tournament that it's it's quite interesting and also i'm looking forward to it but i think it's the first time that we will actually be able to see it because i'm staying here over this period of time but in recent years the hong kong team has earned quite a good reputation in these tournaments because they're playing a different style than the senior team much more possession and passing and combinations so it's, it's usually interesting to see and also there will be some chinese super league players in the guangzhou squad to watch out for from r&f Yes, that's in early January, right? Yeah. I look forward to it. So that's everything in terms of the upcoming cup competitions. There's quite a lot of them. And we'll return to, well, there's no Premier League action. Actually, it's yet another cup coming this weekend. We've got a new slate of Sapling Cup games for the Premier League sides here in Hong Kong. And we'll talk about that after this short Sonic interlude. Okay, so 
Lots of Sapling Cup action this weekend in Group A. Lee Mann will take on Easton, two teams who got surprise wins in the Premier League last weekend. They're going to meet at Hammerhill Road Sports Ground, 2.30 on Saturday. This is in Group A. Group A, which has already kind of ossified slightly with Taipo at the top on six points. Dreams with them on six points and then everyone else on zero points. So one of these teams, or maybe both, can get some points on the board. Toby, quick one, call it. Lee Mann. Oh, I'm going to go with Easton. It's okay. both resurgent teams. They've both got, like I say, good wins. Both of them came from one goal behind this weekend. So um, later on Saturday in Group B, Kichi will play RNF. Now, Group B is a little bit messier than Group A. Like uh, quite a lot more permutations that come, come about. Kichi at top, I believe, on four points after two games. RNF have only played one game, although they did lose it. And I don't see much of a surprise. I mean, of course, Kichi will play quite a different team as they tend to get some of the youngsters out there in the spirit of the Sapling Cup. So do RNF. They have to take some of the reserve players into the squad. And RNF are still with just, what, one foreign player at the moment? They only have Giovanni da Silva. So I'm not sure if they would stand a chance against Kichi, even though Kichi will play a B team. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one for RNF when they go to Chunquano. Oh no. Now on Sunday, it's a little bit more interesting because they've got a double header at Chingyi Sports Ground. Ooh, double header in <laughs> Chingyi, the football mecca of Hong Kong. Yeah, everyone's favorite island based stadium. The first game will be in Group A. Yun Long will take on Dreams. Now, Dreams, I mean, I think just a draw will see them through to the next round of the Sapling Cup. Yun Long on zero points in that regard. And I think Dreams. We'll be looking to get all three points in this one. Yeah, and so do you lot. I think we're looking to get all three points in this one. Yeah, yeah. but it, <laughs> I think Dreams should expect to get three points against you long. Although, you know, they've got some of their key men back. People like Fabio Lopez, Tichao. Everton Camargo is back on form based on the way he looked against Taipo at the weekend. Yeah, I think it can be an interesting game. Maybe quite competitive. So good reason to go to Chingy Sports Ground. Yeah, and, I mean, and that's just the first half of what you can consume if you of this footballing feast at Chingyi on Sunday because after that at five o'clock Rangers will play Pegasus. Rangers they just look very bad at the moment. Uh Igor Mijovic I assume may still be a doubt. They still don't really have a full time coach and Pegasus been one of the teams of the season so far. In fact they've been the team of the season if you consider how far they've sus- surpassed expectations. They also don't struggle in terms of bringing players in for the Sapling Cup because I mean, at least one of their key men, Wu Chun Ming, is already only 20 years of age. And they can bring in someone like Jordan Lamb, maybe, to make up the numbers. It's going to be quite easy for Pegasus, isn't it? Yeah, it should be. I, I don't see any reason why the game should go any other way. But again, what's said, it's another weekend without Taipo. Yeah. So they have a break until January. Yeah, because the thing's really quietened down, don't they, in, in Hong Kong football? It becomes... Sorry, you, you take offense when I say it quietens down because it's the Senior Shield semifinals, of course. But yeah, some teams, including Taipo, will have about a month off now. Time to do some holidays. Yeah. Holiday shopping, drink some mulled wine. Yeah. And then take it to the stadium. <laughs> I actually wonder how they do it in Chingy with a double header because it's listed with 80 Hong Kong dollars for both games. So are they asking you to leave the stadium after the first game? Or what do you think? I won't be there, so I won't find out. But maybe you, if you want to go, feel free. Yeah, so I'll let you know. Are they going to tear everyone out of the stadium and, and, and make people go back in? Or maybe there'll be some kind of two-for-one deal or at least some kind of bulk purchase discount. Yeah, that, that, that is what I would expect, right? That you can... $100 for, for both, that's what I want. Mm, yeah. Like group discounts. 
Yeah, Groupon Premier League. <laughs> This is how it used to be, you know, in Hong Kong. Double headers mm. in the same stadiums before 2009 when they started with the home and away system. Yeah, the only time you get that now is special tournaments like the Lunar New Year Cup or the EAFF Trophy last time round. That was, you know, double header games and that was fun. Creates a nice festive atmosphere for everyone. Anyway, I feel as though our small amount of apathy for the Sapling Cup is starting to show and I, I don't have anything else to say. No, I think that's enough. Should we should we call it a day? For yes, today? please. We've had a lot. Anyway, guys. So yeah, I mean, you're not going to have any Premier League games for a month now. So, but stick around. There's still actually that's a lie. There is one Premier League game, the aforementioned game between Eastern and Dreams, and that's going to be under the lights at the Moncock Stadium on a cold December night. So that could be an interesting atmosphere there. We'd also have semi-finals in the Senior Shield plus the Suppling Cup game. So don't let your interest wane in Hong Kong football. And anyway. We'll be back next week to talk about everything else that's going on to bring you the latest news. Like I say, follow us on Instagram, Hong Kong Football Podcast, and uh, hope you have a good weekend. Hope your team wins. And until next week, bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's a place for you.